Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, March 26th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 145. Feels like a big, good, round number. I know it's not round at all, because it's odd. And round, well, round can be odd. Fives are round, right? Yeah. Big, round, round, wet McMuffin? In terms of the shape. God damn it. Shape? Yeah, five is a McMuffin. That's what we determined today. It's science. Science of McMuffins. That's those are the voices of Patrick Klepek and and Danielle Riendo, our muffinologists. <laughs> also joining me, and hopefully not Yum. ready to talk about a, a mm. big wet round McMuffin, uh, Rob Zachney. You know, I never liked the maple flavoring they okay. add to the griddles. Like yeah, I think, great. really, <laughs> it needs to be God. earned. Like the pancake is sugary enough. I'll just dip it in the syrup if I want that maple. No, of course. So we right. know that Rob is getting the single black coffee. At oh yeah, that's well, what we know. it depends because Out of this that's, group. That's the thing about these. That's the thing about those charts is they switch depending on the bit and the and the group configuration, right? So like, yeah, out of when, out of us four is what I'm saying right here. But I think it, it he is getting the, the context. Of course it does. it does. Of course it does. I'm just saying in this context, I'm pretty sure I know where we all fall. No, because he was just talking about sopping up like wet syrup with a so McGriddle. maybe he gets the black no, coffee in a McGriddle. I reject the McGriddle. Oh yeah, you reject right. the McGriddle. Okay, right. yes, I see. Yeah. I see. Then yeah, your black coffee. Black One coffee. black coffee, please. Yep. Yeah, you totally. have food at home. I definitely have food at home. Let me tell you. See, I don't, <laughs> even, get the, I don't even get the black there. coffee at McDonald's because, look, I buy the Kirkland stuff. And that's just fine. It's not any better okay. than the McDonald's <laughs> stuff. Let's just go make that at home. It's a big bag. It's seven ninety nine. It lasts us a month and a half. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. They're here. And there, you can play them now. Uh, one <laughs> such video game, Far Cry <laughs> Finally, we can play Speaking them. Speaking of. Boy, yeah. talking about games that take place in Kirkland country. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, so, so we're going to talk about video games today. Uh, and one of those is Far Cry 5, a game that comes out tomorrow, uh, March 27th, I believe. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, but review embargo went up today. My review went up on the site. Um, you should go read that later this week rob and i'll do uh i'll do the read and we'll do the conversation so we'll talk even more about far cry 5 but i want to talk a little bit about it here today and then dig into some other stuff i know i know we've been playing some way out across this this room some some a little bit more sea of thieves um and and get some questions hopefully but but yeah i kind of uh far cry 5 is one of those games that has hung over the last year probably (laughs) in such a weird way where I like I remember seeing that game for the first time at E3 Judges Week and being like, Y'all, 
there's going to be some conversation around this game. <laughs> like the discourse is going to is going to spread like wildfire, as if there were some sort of wildfire system, as in uh, Far Cry 2's very good fire system. Far Cry High does Far- not have a good not fire. It has a v- extremely bad fire system yeah, in which the fires good. spread for about thirty seconds and then. Yeah disappear about 30 <laughs> seconds later. Like, uh, compl- like, they burn big time for mm-hmm. that 30 seconds, and then just whoop, gone. Yep. No big deal. They're gone now. Don't worry about well, the brush. Well, it, it did char that skin that you were trying to get, because if you, you know, Patrick oh, was like, I'm going to skin this black bear because I need that to get the perks in order to get, like, the, the airdrop perk, and then I was like, I'll just throw a Molotov cocktail at this bear. Well, and then you damage the skin, and then it doesn't count, so... Not very nice to do to the bear. Just well, I, well, honestly, you, you, you spend a lot of time feeling bad for hunting animals in this game, because it doesn't really and provide people. a... Con- <laughs> yes, but, like, specifically the animals offer no reason for you to engage with them, except that just here, here's my sniper rifle, I'm just gonna pelt this, like, bear that's just, Dude. like, hanging up by the water, because oh. I need the perk points. It's super weird. So I think like that's the the perk points thing is one of the the new developments in the game. And in the past we've talked a lot about them. They got rid of towers and stuff like that. But the the one of the things we didn't get into is that they've completely changed how progression works. So if you played Far Cry 3 or 4 or Blood Dragon or Primal, you know that the traditional like modern Far Cry arc is that you uh you do quests to get XP and, and you do some other activities and XP unlocks um kind of certain abilities on an ability tree. Far Cry four had like the two branches of one. There was like the tiger path and the other one. The other path the yeah. <laughs> the blue, like, blue and like, tiger. Like stealth, stealth and combat, and basically. Yeah. Stealth and action, right. Um and those are gone. Uh, and replaced with just kind of like a screen filled with perks that you can buy for points. And you get points by completing challenges. Um, and those cha- challenges, quote unquote, and those challenges are things like get 10 headshots, get 10 kills with a shotgun, get 10 kills with a pistol, get 10 kills with a rifle, <laughs> uh, fly 2,000 kilometer meters in the in the wingsuit or whatever, right? Um, stuff like that. Uh, uh, and and also, as Patrick said, kill three brown bears or whatever. And it feels so detached in a weird way because you're just kind of like gathering these points in the background and then occasionally maybe you look at the screen where the challenges are and you're like, oh, I guess I can get two more grenade launcher kills. Put me over the edge. This is probably what you were doing with the black bear. You're like, ah, I'll kill another two black bears and yeah. get some points. Well, this, yeah, this was this was prior to realizing you could just break the game's perk system by just tracking down uh, the the, um, the the prepper uh, the preppers because uh, yes. you can always find yes. three perks in there. But yeah, like the first like four or five hours of the game before you kind of realize sort of like your different options is it's a weirdly yeah for a game that like and this is you know indicative of like the. Uh, the larger game, but like in one that tries to emotionally ground you in this world, instead you're like, oh, I need one more headshot with a sniper <laughs> rifle. It's like, I guess I'll switch to that so I can get right. those two perks because then I can gather twice as much plants when I'm gathering those, although I didn't end up engaging with that. You didn't do any of that at stuff all. at all. I, have no, at all. I, you, I engaged with it in so much as you got perks for engaging with the system yes, three if you, times. If you eat six homeopathic remedies, you get three perk points, yeah. so you better do that. Um, but like, that's the thing <laughs> we lost sort of point out we're laughing as we lost rob and like discord rob just made us insulted a, about all the bears that you've rob been killing hates that we've killed bears he's pissed off we've also been haunted today yep in we, general we have, pro- say. We have, pro- we have general. problems with my audio and video then fix those and now rob 
Rob dropped gone. out of the world. He Rob just, is actually off of Discord now. He, Discord just pooed out for him, I think. Well, let's just continue and just, let's just right. keep talking for Yeah, now. let's keep um, going. So, so the thing with the thing that I mean, to the point with the with the bear too is like, I know Danielle, you've played these games. You've oh played, yeah, right. Um, I, I know all about your eagle headshot. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you <laughs> your for remembering. Sixty no scope eagle headshot. That's the while under done. the influence. Yes, um, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> there's no more crafting in this game. There's no more like, okay. oh, I got to get three bear skins to make an extra holster or whatever. That stuff's just gone. But. Hunting is like the number one way to get money in this game. Well, there is like, crafting, you... but cra- the crafting is like, oh, I'm, you're you're finding uh, oh, alcohol sure, sure, sure. to make a Molotov cocktail. Although yes. then you can just buy a earn a perk that lets you buy that stuff at a shop and then never engage with the crafting system <laughs> yeah. again. I still did use those. That's true. I did like you. you I used them like, real um... time in combat when it's like, yes. oh, I need some more proximity mines so I can set up for an upcoming assault. Craft, yes. craft, craft. But then yeah. otherwise, it's just load up on everything you know when you get back to her base totally the um the that stuff all like works pretty well it's it's kind of weird because it turns it actually introduces a little bit of that that fallout 4 style like oh i really need fasteners uh (laughs) let me just like go through this house and hope i find some fasteners or whatever um but it's weird because we're talking all about the stuff that's like the progression mechanics and the crafting and not like the holistic picture of this game which I think is a really complicated thing. Like, I I think I enjoy, I did. I enjoyed my time playing this game. Also, it didn't satisfy me in any meaningful way. It's like complete junk food that is that I would be fine with if it was in a junk food wrapper. And instead, hmm. instead of being like, oh, yeah, this is just like a bag of chips, it's like presenting itself like a, a filet mignon. Do you know what but I mean? Is, like, oh, is, is the – I – is the game doing that, or is the, was the marketing leading? Because I, I so here's the thing. Like so, uh, like one of the tweets I I, I uh, put out just before this was like wondering like like what if any impact did Trump's election have on right. this game? How. Rob, Rob is back, but that, oh, Rob, there he is. There's his face. He's popping up. He's the pop, bottom he of just a... popped up. Here he is. He's back. Hi, Rob. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you notice a moment ago, I uh-huh. turned around really suddenly. No. And stared out the window because outside there was like a thunderous crash and bang. It was a oh. bear. And then a moment later, my internet went dead. Oh, and no. the modem was showing like no response. Oh, and uh, after a couple minutes of bouncing everything, uh, I came back. Well, Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a very haunted cast. This is a very spooky cast. Rob, you froze in place just now, yeah. and all of your movement buffered and then played out in fast motion like you're a Japanese horror villain. Only on Happy Easter, though. Yeah, it was like yes. you were about to say something. You were like about to say the conclusion of whatever that was, and then all of a sudden, like Sander Cohen style, like jazz hands shit happened, and then it was just Happy Easter. <laughs> this is a lot. Hmm. Patrick, you were talking I about was Trump. saying yes that I uh, w- was because uh, I think a lot of us felt oh like once when we the original presentation of Far Cry Five made us yeah. think oh this is going to be hot take the game this is like in the middle of the 2016 campaign like this is uh, uh, like a thought like oh this is going to explore like the alt right like the the uh, um, the economic anxiety like that you oh, know was right, being discussed right. and then. Uh, 
the a lot of the marketing around the game like certainly played into this notion. Um, but what I tweeted was like, you know, did the election in some way, even if along the edges, like contribute to like uh, an eraser or a changing of this game's tone at all? Right. And um, one of the responses I got from Nibelian, who's a you should follow him on Twitter. He does yep. all sorts of hilarious and funny stuff, and also really good observations. Uh, his response is like, well, actually, I think his point was, I think it's just. Ubisoft chanced their way into a game that was recontextualized by the environment and that the politics of most of Ubisoft's games are pretty milquetoast and boring and not particularly hard-edged. I think the Watchdog games are like the closest right, they the come closest. to like uh, stepping think- into that. Um, but I'm just saying, like, the thing is, is, is it more likely that they do that. That, more likely that Trump was elected and then they changed the game, or was the game always this sort of milk toast and just happened to fall right. into a larger like mm-hmm. context and then just shipped the way they always meant to? I think it's I think, I think a, it's possible think, that both those things are true, but it's that's lar- what I think is true. But it's largely tr- largely true that it was just the way it was. So like Dan Hay, when he first pitched this, talked a lot about like the economic like recession of 2007, 2008, 2009 as being the catalyst for thinking about this stuff. Um, and that stuff has nothing to do with Trump, but it's still completely filled with with politics. Right? Like His core premise was, and the core premise of the game still, I don't know, Patrick, if you've gotten any of this stuff yet, Danielle and Robin, you haven't d- dug into this yet, but like again and again, there are the, the cult's lead figures absolutely do talk about economic anxiety, who is running things in Washington, um, what the, the, the kind of like overwhelming anxiety of keeping up with your news feeds like they very much are talking about the the fall of the american empire the collapse of the american system um on the on the in-game radio which is the thing you will not hear if like me you decided to travel everywhere with your wingsuit instead of drive around the the radio is constantly talking about uh, people dying in the Middle East and uh, potential conflict, uh, you know, and bombing coming into the coasts um, and like all sorts of like very big picture international politics stuff. And I'm not saying that the game um, I'm not saying that the that the game uh, did, didn't have a lot of that in, in, in mind or that the developers didn't have a lot of this stuff in mind before Trump. I think that that's totally true. Mm-hmm. Though there is some stuff that is obviously very focused on Trump specifically. Um, like the piss tape, which is in this game. Wow. Very strangely. Um, I still think that stuff has politics. And I'm still disappointed that they didn't dig into that stuff. I mean, even just the notion of a cult, a game about a cult where... You know, they, they, they introduced me to Mia Donovan, who is a, a documentarian and a filmmaker who did a, a documentary called Deprogrammed, which is all about how deprogramming cult uh, uh, members, cult survivors, cult people who previously had been in cults um, is bullshit and like, or at the very least is more suspect than you might think because the notion of programming or of brainwashing uh, or of this sort of being coercive is much is much less uh, cut and dry than what the the science once thought the science and the, and the scholarship once thought about cults that actually cults tend to function from like soft social pressure and through uh, encouragement and through like offering people who are having a hard time finding their place in society a space where they feel loved and and welcomed. Um, and then on top of that, lots of structure, lots of techniques to 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 manipulate, but not necessarily to do what we think of as brainwashing. Like, ooh, like you've been Manson hypnotized style. into following yeah. a cult. And like, yo, <laughs> all of the Far Cry 5 stuff is literally variations on brainwashing. God. It's like programming via like a uh, Pavlo- Pavlovian response with 
with like uh, audio cues. It's literally like dunking people's heads in special drugs to make them bliss out. And like it's like literally so like blissing out is is a concept in the no, in the in the world of cult scholarship. And they were just like, what if there was a drug called bliss and it just made you like a mindless zombie, like literally a mindless zombie slave. Um, and like torture and like all the stuff that they like go for like the schlocky and shocking style like oh everything's so bad this cult's so evil um, it's like it doesn't it doesn't even pay its own shit any sort of any sort of mind which coming off of Far Cry 4 which does not stick the landing 100% but does at least and Danielle I know you can speak to this Rob I don't know if you've played Far Cry 4 at all but like that game at least attempted to dig into some of its core ideas yeah. around identity and around like uh, uh, tradition versus progress and like some of that stuff like bubbled up over and over in the main in the, especially in the main quest line i'm i'm like slightly worried that far cry games are the new like star trek movies where like every other one is kind of good and we're Even's gonna only baby all right so the sixth one's gonna be great uh, Six is gonna be weird um <laughs> the sixth one's gonna be weird yeah. and i'm i i think in a week we are all going to have takes about the ending of far cry five okay Okay. There's a lot that happens, uh, and there's a lot that, that maybe sets a stage for what's next in the series. I actually really um, want to play this game. You like, should. Everything you're telling me uh, makes me think I'll be angry, know. but also enjoy... Like that, That's what it sounds like there's a dichotomy here between like enjoying a lot of what the game is offering up, but being kind of disgusted by its milquetoast politics, and or the idea that, hey, there was one writer who really cared and really wanted to get right. some stuff in. Right. But the you know the main thrust of the creative well, team was like no no we can't. We well, can't. the thing is, they, again, it isn't even just a, a dereliction of duty. It isn't like oh they didn't try it. You can see them trying yeah. it and then backing away. So like one for instance, there's a there's a, a you can recruit like a a panther or like a cougar onto your team, onto your team of, of animal friends. Um, <laughs> Good. But to do that, you have to interact with the person who who the woman who owns that cougar. Uh, and when you meet her, is she um, is she a cougar? Um, she's like vague. That's like kind of the bit gotcha. that they're doing. Gotcha. I the was. Be- I, the figured, bit, I figured. Yeah. The more important bit is that when I walked up to her, and I'm playing as like a black dude, uh, but none of the dialogue changes depending on who your character is. You can create your own character, but none of that dialogue changes. She said, um, uh, "Now you're not one of them Italians, are you? Enough of my jewelry's gone missing already." <laughs> wow. And like, oh, what? Hmm. Okay, let me unpack what that joke is. The joke is like, okay, Montana, Montana has racists. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. Middle America has a real problem with racism. There is a, a very common racist stereotype that is that people of color, especially Hispanic like uh, service workers, will steal things from you. Uh, so people who, like, do stuff around your house. That's, like, a common racist trope yeah. is, like, you can't trust the help because like setting up a camera you. if you have a maid come over. Yes. That kind of Yes, that, exactly. That, ty- yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Yes. But they can't have this character say that. Because you have to accept the quest from her, right? Mm-hmm. And for some players, like probably everybody on this call, if she'd been like, you're not a Hispanic, are you? We'd be like, yo, mm-hmm. like, what are you fucking doing? And so instead they do like comedy. Oh, it's comedy racism. She says Italian because like we all know Italian Americans have basically assimilated into white American culture. And therefore, like it's like it's like a step removed. And so there's a lot of like wanting to have its cake and eat it, too, in the game in a way that's. Just frustrating, like just. Well, that's that's the general it. thing, right? It gets frustrating. Like I don't think it's a bad. I don't think Far Cry Five is a bad game. No, it's a, it's a no. profoundly disappointing game because like it it raises a lot of questions and even right. in some ways tries to answer them, 
but just in no way that's satisfying or illuminating right. or goes to any sort of depth or or tr- tries to go beyond uh, anything more than just a jumble of cliches. Yep. Uh, and and I, it's that's often it is like you'll stumble upon something and be like oh like maybe they're gonna no 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 there's not a moment really. there was there were so many moments where I'm like oh wow this is gonna be really good and then and then they like fuck up at one little late point and it it scrambles so much of whatever they were going for and i think that's true for a lot of the the through line altogether when when the ending comes around but there's a moment that i'm not going to get too specific into because i think it's an interesting moment still but where the game tricked me the game act absolutely tricked me i bought into something the game was trying to do and then it it went to pull the, the rug out from under me and at the last possible second i realized what was happening and i was like nope you're not gonna fucking get me game <laughs> and then I didn't do the thing it expected me to do. I refused to do the thing it expected me to do. And then I was just like, all right, well, then start this level over because we need you to do the thing. Wow. And it's like, well, f- I, w- no, like I caught you. I figured it out at the last possible second. I figured out the trick and there's no way to progress without it. And so and and, and in, in response to that, the game that undermines these moments where the game does want to try to do the Bioshock thing or the Spec Ops the Line thing of like chiding you and lecturing you about your use of violence or about your gullibility or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, it does the sort of like finger wag of like, oh, you're just so eager to pull out a gun, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Like I can't, even when I know I shouldn't, you're not letting me not do it. And also, unlike Spec Ops the Line, unlike even Bioshock or Metal Gear Solid, the rest of the game is not this thing that, like, tonally allows for that sort of introspection. The rest of the game is literally, we took over this outpost, and there are, like, 12 people downstairs who got the bliss in their minds, and now they're, like, zombie zombie slaves. Go kill them for us so we can go down there and work. <laughs> like, all right, I guess I'll go do that. Can you run over some of these people with a, with a, a, a tractor? That would be cool. Like, all you right, can't, I guess like, I'll there's do no, that. There's no, like, yeah. capture or, like, uh, like no. the, the stealth option is not an option in this game. Yes, <laughs> no. you can get a bow and arrow, but the bows, the, the, the traditional arrows are useless when you should be, when, like, it is always more advantageous to use traditional just firearms. use a gun, just if shoot people. you get people. the other arrows where, like, you can use a fire arrows, like, there yeah. are things where you can, like, manipulate the environment, but it is not a game, like, even though it tries to introduce, like, stealth as, like, you know, you can crawl around, and it's yeah. worthwhile to crawl around to, like, get the jump on people, but it is almost, at the end of the day, always advantageous to just blow things up and i guess i just i I didn't play uh four i played three and i also didn't play primal but like you know my my memories of like far cry as a series is a lot of like things going like really wrong and like weird and like you're kind of like messing your way through a situation or you're setting a fire on the left hand side so you can flank them on on the right and this game i've like i found it's open like i find its politics disappointing and i found its open world like really disappointing too like the systems at play never or rarely felt like they came together in a way in which, like, you're often put into, like, very basic scenarios of, like, just there's a, there's a, there's a cult, there's a, a cult outpost in front of you. There's seven guys. Uh, yeah. You need to go in there and take them out. And the whole trick of the Far Cry games is, like, yes, we're technically introducing a lot of, like, similar scenarios. But, A, you have a lot of different options on how to approach it. And, B, like, the world around you is going to do things that, like, force you to act differently. Right. And I just never... Or rarely find that to be the case. Like, yes, it's funny, like, the 15th time that you realize, like, this part of the world is just 
you can't walk in the woods without getting eaten by a wolverine <laughs> or a turkey or a bear. Like the animals in this area, I think yeah, they're, they're the ones on the list because they are pissed. fucking ruthless. Um, that's that's it's, a it's, plot point. It, it doesn't, <laughs> and it doesn't make any like it's it's funny, but not right. in a way that I think yeah. the game intends it to be. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be wandering through the the woods. And if you've got, like, one of the animals with you, they're, like, really aware, like, one of the, the perks of, of an animal is that they're aware of, like, what's around you. They can mark things. They can uh, tag animals really quickly. And most of what I just found out was just, like, there's animals everywhere. And it's not – it was not systemically interesting. It was more just – they just threw a bunch of animals into this world. And, like, they only sure did. once – like, only – like, I mean, yes, it was funny once when I came across, like, a set of enemies I was supposed to take out and they were dealing with, like, a turkey infestation. And, like, the turkeys <laughs> were just wrecking their shit. <laughs> Fair. Um, and that was funny, but I just found like in a, in a series that has been noteworthy for its big worlds with systems colliding and interacting. Like this game isn't disappointing on that level. I think it's actually an utter failure on that level because it it always just was more advantageous for me to just run in, throw some grenades, wait for one of my allies with a sniper to just kind of right, take out the rest, clear out the rest, and yeah. just move on. Like, I didn't find the game pushing me creatively. And if a Far Cry game doesn't do that... I, yeah, I got I got a little bit more of it than you did, I think, but but I ran into other problems that limited me in that way, right? So, like, for instance, um, the... You know, a common thing in a stealth game is, like, how well does the stealth game handle the 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 NPCs knowing where I am when they shouldn't know where I am? And so, for instance, if you do a stealth takedown on somebody, no one knows where you are and everyone continues doing their patrol routes. But if you shoot someone with, a, like, a, a silenced weapon, even if no one sees that person go down, yeah. everybody goes on alert in the outpost or in the, in the area. And, like, they don't – they're not aimed at you, but they're immediately going into their more active routine, even if there was no way they could – could have seen the person get killed it's like oh well i when the silencer is kind of worthless then like it sounds cool like great but that's it um and and, and i think that sort of roughness was also something i didn't expect and i i found like you you mentioned tagging uh animals um a thing that happened at some point was i had a quest that was about getting roadkill like running over antlered animals and then getting their meat to then give to like a cook somewhere right because like (laughs) All of these missions feel like knockoff GTA missions. Road it's all cafe. like that. Yeah, it's like exactly what it is. Yeah, hundred percent what it is. And the guy going down down here, one of these guys. That's yeah. the joke. <laughs> gotcha. uh, and um, so to find those animals, I took one of those like homeopathic craftables mm-hmm. that marks all the animals. And I had two NPCs with me, two of the guns for hire. And they were just like constantly. Grace, who was the like the sniper leader, she yeah. was like, "Did you know that crows are the animals associated? With, did you know that crows are the animals associated? Did you know that crows are the animals associated with death? Crows are associated with death." Jess, did you know that crows are the animals? <laughs> Jess, did you know that? Jess, there was a crow. Did you see a crow? I love crows. Like literally, just like over and over and over again. And that didn't just happen when I did that. There's like I put up a, a, a little video, like a two minute video clip in the review of the same two characters just being like, Jess, have you ever decided? Have you ever thought about going to the arms? So Jess, have you thought about the armed services? Jess, have you thought about the forces? Have you thought about joining Jess? Hey Jess. Jess, who's looking after you, Jess? And just like triggering over and over and over and over again. And at first, the first time that characters started talking to each other in this game for me, I was like, oh, wow, they're doing kind of like a Mass Effect style like banter thing. And they even did it with NPCs and locations. You would take a you take a character to like the auto zone that they <laughs> used to be a cult outpost, and now you've taken it over. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I got my car fixed here once or whatever. And like, oh, cool. 
But then, like, they just keep repeating those same lines over and over and over again, and not in a way that's, like, it's repetitive, in a way that it's broken. Uh, and there's lots of... I've got... I've run into oh, a lot of This bugs. is the glitchiest game I have played in a long time. Like, just this morning, I had a, a mission where you're flying around in an airplane, and uh, you have to take out these convoys, and I died at some point, and I was like, all right, load me back into the checkpoint. Well, the checkpoint... It loaded me into, like, had checkpointed me right in front of a building. And so I spawn into the plane, and then the plane just explodes. Good. Like, it's like, so it's like, it's like waiting through the loading screen, load in, boom. And then it just explodes, and you die. And you know what it does? It loads it, it again. Loads again. No. It, the, game, the game doesn't, like, register that, like, oh, right. The, like, the player seems to be dying instantaneously. Maybe yep. we should... Like, place them back. And I, so eventually, I just had to start experimenting with it, which is like, how do I... And this game doesn't have load slots, so it's not like I could right. go back 20 minutes. It's just like, I'm stuck with this checkpoint. And so I started holding the analog stick in different directions. It's like, up didn't do anything. Right didn't do anything. Oh God. Left didn't do anything. Or, uh, but down, if I held down, it got me, like, just enough out of the way that the prompt to escape the plane would come up. And so I could jump out... Before parachute down right. and then go and find uh, another uh, air or this or wow. I actually have this morning too uh, I jumped off so sometimes when you uh, the way the game gives you the opportunity to open up a parachute or to get into your wingsuit is you have to jump from a certain distance and then yep. the prompt appears <clears throat> and I uh, just jumped off a roof and then like the prompt appeared and I was like I'm just gonna like jump into my parachute like just for goofs like just run just jumping off this roof that's like you know ten feet off the ground. Well, I did that. Then the animation like caught me in the geometry, and I just started falling through the world. Okay, um, <laughs> great. Until I like disconnected and then drowned like hundreds of miles below Montana. Wow! Um, in the lava. I read that short story. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah I've, exactly. I've, I've had a lot. Like it's none of it's. I mean that the checkpoint was almost game breaking. I was fortunately able to find my way out of it. Um. But it's been uh, a, a glitchy mess in a way that uh, I'm usually pretty forgivable, but it actually yes. has been, like, fairly... It doesn't earn it, un- is no, the thing. It, and it's, it's not like, uh, oh, you're just being... Go- like, you were so ambitious with your systems no. that, the, the, that no. like, this glitchiness is, like, excusable. It's like, not nah, like, you're actually just preventing me from engaging with the game, even on the level that I have now accepted for, like, the lowered bar of how I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, the loop you mentioned, and we should probably move on, uh, caught me in the worst possible place, which is going into the final mission. I, I was pretty sure that there was going to be a number of options for what I could do. Uh, and so I I smartly, I was very lucky. I was like, all right, let me back out. I'm going to close the game. Let me upload my save to the cloud, the PS4, like, you know, cloud saves just in case I want to see the other option and it doesn't let me load, like load another save or like go back and try the final mission again or whatever. And so I tried what I guess I would say is, like, the bad option, I guess. Uh, <laughs> ending is a whole thing. Uh, and I place through, and I'm like, all right, that sure is an ending. And it takes me back to the title screen. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll hit continue. And it loads me, like, a split second before. It loads me just in the middle of the road. Like, just in the middle of a road, just by myself. And then it cuts to credits. And that's it. Every time I hit continue, it just loaded. The, like, I couldn't play the game ever again on, on that save. Thankfully, I had the save backed up, and I was able to download it, load it in, and then play out the other ending. And then that just took me back to the title screen and let me continue playing as normal. But it was like, otherwise, that would have been 20 hours. Just like, oh, I, I'm done. I guess I'm done with Far Cry. I can't, I literally can't play it anymore. So, 
Ugh, it is it is a, a bit buggier than I want. Uh, it is. I'm so ha- I had a decent enough time with it. I'm just disappointed. Very much. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh. The video game. Rob, you're, you're, there's something on your lips. I can sense well, it. Well, I guess, so, you are saying earlier, like, it's not a bad game. You had a decent time with it. Reading re- your review, did you really, like, more <laughs> yeah, to the point, I did. It's, it I was did. pleasant the way video games are pleasant, though. But yes, like, it was a pleasant wait, the way a walk is pleasant, but, like. Right. But aren't there, like, it just feels like Far Cry 5 is so, it is such a weak-ass version of the type of yes. game it is trying to be, that like to me, that's still kind of smacks of kind of being a bad game. Like, if, like but, would you like mm. would you do this or would you do Far Cry Four again? Like, somebody's like, play, like, what should I play? What like or so, what game so do I want to play? We haven't today? gotten into the things that I think are really good about this game, right? I do think that the moving away from the towers is so good. It opens up the the feeling of exploration so much more than anything in the previous games. I don't think I could stand to go back and do that progression, that that kind of world progression again. Um, getting quests from NPCs that are like, oh yeah, there's this like rabid wolf pack in the caves nearby is so much better than climbing a fucking tower and the tower telling me that there's a rabid wolf pack nearby. Uh, and also seven other things. Um, the prepper stashes, which are, which we talked about on Friday briefly, are legitimately really fucking cool. And I still have three or four more to do, I think. And I'm going to go and do those. Like, I want to finish all of those because I really actually love those. Um, and I and I think that the the general like moment-to-moment interaction is totally fine. I didn't write about it in the game because it's totally fine, and there's a million other reviews you can go read that say, like, how good the shooting is or whatever, right? But, like, especially coming off of last week, (laughs) I wanted to focus on, like, what were the things it had the potential to do well. And it doesn't stick... Excuse me. It doesn't stick the landing on those things. Um, But it does... It is totally passable, I guess is another way of saying it. It, It's kind of a weird thing. Like, I'm... Is it a bad game... Uh, it's a game that I wouldn't play again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah. game that I'm not recommending you play. Um, I'm not recommending people listening go play it. Like, I don't. I don't think it has. It does not have the Austin Walker recommendation. Um, but but it was an okay time. You know, I wasn't. I've played. Ba- I've I reviewed. You know, um, uh, uh, Code Name Steam on the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> That was a bad game. Like, it, it was torture to play through. Like, I've been through those things. I've played games where I've been like, I can't believe I fucking took this assignment. What a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> this was not that. This was like, okay, I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, I'll put another five hours into it tonight. I'll put another five hours into it tonight. Like, I'll be disappointed each night when I go to bed. I'm going to go to bed and feel like, man, I can't believe they dropped the ball on this character. Man, I can't believe that, like, Alex Jones is in this game. <laughs> not actually Alex Jones, but there's, like, an Alex Jones stand-in who is, like, literally ranting about the globalist elite. Alex Bones, like, yeah basically yeah i wish it was alex bones that would be he's better, just a Daniel. skeleton that would be, he's he's exactly alex jones but a skeleton yeah yeah gotcha <sighs> but like those Hire things me, those Ubisoft. things yeah sorry <laughs> they would be better too <laughs> absolutely you have a degree of sincerity and confidence that this game just can't even pretend to have sure. um yeah so so it is it is a bad game in the sense of like does it execute on what its potential is no um but is it a thing I did for 20 hours and, like, I'm okay having spent the 20 hours doing that? Yeah. And that's not, again, that's not a, a bright recommendation. They will not They will not send us an email and ask us to use that on their box quote. <laughs> uh, but but I, I'm not, I don't regret having put the time in. This is a know? game, Austin Walker. It <laughs> functions. It functions. It does. So, well, <laughs> sort of. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm not even sure I go that yeah, far. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. All I right, spawned we take- Patrick Klepek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk more about video games. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, we are back. Far Cry 5 is behind us. Uh, and also ahead of us, because it's going to be a week so the of Far Cry discourse. And also looming ahead. And also dead ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is going on? I know, Rob, you wrote about um, uh, your most anticipated game of the year. Oh! <laughs> can, I, can we pull up a way out, Rob Zachney, Waypoint, and do a little search here on Google. Um, and then if I if I click here, um, I think I we can't. Did we we just oh you only talked about it. We didn't write up our most anticipated games, right? Right. We only, sorry, I won't find textual evidence of you saying that you were. This, this is this on was a the podcast, was right? On this game. It was on a podcast, and it was on an E3 stream podcast. Okay. Like, like right. I like I went back to the well on this game and was like still anticipating it. Glug glug. <laughs> oh, are you lifting the well above yep. your head and okay yeah, can you uh, tell people what this game is and then we can talk a little bit about our experiences uh, with it sure um so imagine david cage saw shawshank redemption and uh, the defiant ones of midnight run got really excited okay and was like I'm i there. can make a like tremendous co-op experience around this uh, okay. Where you and your partner, uh, either online or on the sh- same couch, are both inhabiting these main characters of the story on their escape from prison and journey across this fractured land known as Ooh. America in the 1970s. But really, isn't it also resonant with some of what we see today? <laughs> uh, and we haven't the- gotten to that part yet, Patrick. That sounds good. I'm excited <laughs> for the resonance. That's Yo, cool. Yeah, I love resonance. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> your big idea was a lot of Simon's a lot of Simon says quick time events uh <laughs> strung together end to end. Oh, and by the way, um you're not work you're you're trying to create like a really gritty realistic 1970s cinema esque vibe. Uh but your writing is like high school creative writing class level <laughs> and your voice actors have never encountered each other and maybe have not read the script <laughs> twice. Uh, and are just kind of riffing into a microphone somewhere, uh, trying to figure out how these characters are interacting. Uh, and nobody speaks, uh, and everybody is English as second or third language, which, hey, like, mad respect to people who are masters of multiple languages. I'm not. I'm shit at that. On the other hand, maybe if you're making a story about two guys from the gritty underbelly of, uh, you know, American, uh, you know, American criminal life, Maybe find somebody who at least sounds a little bit uh, like <laughs> the sort of person you see in police procedurals. There's a million actors who do this shit. Like, hire one. Listen, they were really impressed by Leo and Vincent. They thought they had a good chemistry. So the, one guy, the one guy said no shit, and the other one said Sherlock, as if to complete a sentence. Aww. And that was, that was what? it. That's What? Aww. Sherlock. What? Sherlock. What? No shit? No what? shit? Sherlock. <laughs> it's We did a stream, so... <laughs> Context. What if all the things Rob said are true, but... But also, <laughs> I pet a cow. 
And I picked up a plant and broke Austin. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to talk about the fact that I had a good time with this game so far, but also everything you said was right. Sometimes garbage I, is fun. Right. It's that's not. The, this it's, is a Danielle. Like you, know, you made this case a bunch. You know, often. Frankly, uh, very but it's, often. It's. I. I think there are like reading Rob's uh, review. Like, if I was to have sat down, like in the context that Rob sat down to play this, mm-hmm. game, if I had done that, if I had sat down with uh, uh, with my wife or, or or a friend, and were like, this is, and, and was like playing into the pitch of like this is going to be like a, right. a, a gritty, like like all that, uh, I would probably have come away with the exact same response as Rob because it is bad at. Like, whereas Far Cry 5, like, doesn't really nail its premise and sort of doesn't, like, necessarily go off in a fantastic other direction. Like, I think A Way Out, like, doesn't deliver on its premise either, but there's a a way to find a lot of fun in it. And it does do a lot of things really interesting that are worth, like, exploring. It's just nothing, almost nothing related to, like, the underlying premise that it it posits. And, like, the moment that I think we, we, we flipped on the game... And like found our fun was when we interrogated the whole where does the poop go? And like I say that both <laughs> yeah, as a joke true. and also as like an indictment of the game, which is yeah. like it ha- it, cl- it hadn't even thought through something extremely basic, very about, fundamental. Like, fundamental. Yeah, where does the poop go? The so game doesn't as- know, it doesn't care, and it has other priorities than that. So- and- <laughs> We yeah, lean into those priorities. Yes, yes okay. please. I, I haven't actually Wait, do watched... Do you know where the poop goes? Do you know where the poop I goes? Mean, okay, no, like, I mean, like, I have theories. But okay. I, I would like to know what the context so, of where does the poop go? What What is that context right there? <laughs> just just set this up for me as somebody who's not seen this game in action yet. And, oh, uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so yeah. in A Way Out, <laughs> there are toilets. Okay. Presumably used... For it's where the poop sim. goes. Where the poop goes, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, uh-huh. it's a <laughs> but, linear uh, immersive sim. There's a, there's a sequence uh, early on where you're uh, setting up the escape. and You're uh, in prison. You have, you're playing as prisoners okay. who are yeah. in prison. That's all and I you're knew like, about oh. it. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so you, there's there's a moment where like one of the players has to like be uh, uh, watching out and, and distracting the guards while the other player like pulls the toilet out of the wall and like starts unscrewing what's behind it so they can crawl behind and, you know, start their escape. Um there are no pipes attached to oh. this toilet. It is just like behind the toilet is like a grate that you take some screws off of. And so, like, where does but, the poop go? Yeah. Right. It doesn't go I anywhere. Think it's a and, portal. And pull... There's well, a it poop portal. And it's going to some other dimension. It's why Doom happens. I think it's all He's in the, the same continuity. The oh, poop goes okay. to hell. It pisses okay. off the demons who come That's and invade. Why the get pissed. They're very sure. upset. Pooped. They get pooped. Uh, they but we found. Well, I guess they also get pissed. They also get pissed. We found the poop. We found the, the river of shit later, in which the characters like decidedly <laughs> conclude. <laughs> yeah, but they do say they go, "What is this?" And the other guy goes, "Like I got a flashlight. That's poop." I'm glad I didn't get hit with it. Another guy goes, oh, I hate poop. And he <laughs> he does. He hates it. So uh, he hates a lot of things. He hates heights. He hates poop. He oh, hates yeah. animals. You'll hear about the heights. Why don't they use no shit Sherlock in that context? Because that's the perfect that's context for it. 
That's true. When he's like, oh no, this is a rumor of feces, the other guy could have said, no, no shit, shit Sherlock. Sherlock. I guess the thing is, yes, shit. That is shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I guess you're right. In that situation. <laughs> yeah. um, there's some branching storytelling stuff. And I think part of, the, part of the thing that's making it fun for us is like when while we're streaming it, we are very committed to doing the thing we would not be doing in our serious play. I proposed it early on, and I think, and it's, it's, a I think it's worked out. Like there was a, There's a moment uh, early in the game uh, as part of the escape and this isn't a spoiler, like, it's a game about escaping and then other things happen, um, where we're presented with a choice. And the choice was, like, we could get into a car and try and disguise ourselves as cops and make it out. Like, that was the risky, the, the Vincent, or the Leo, the Leo move. And right. then the, the Vincent move, like, was to be more stealthy, was to go around on a bridge. And normally, uh, probably everyone on this call would have picked the, okay, like, avoid the conflict, like, right. do that. And I was like, what if we play this game, we fight our base instincts, and we do the other options? We do yeah. the wild card. And so far, I think that has played out. Uh, really. Hey, here's a question. Rob, did you go into the house, or did oh, you free call. the horses? The horses must be free. <laughs> and so what happens? What happens? Uh, okay, so... Pretty much the same thing. The old couple go running after the horses. Then you have access to the house. And so you don't tie you... them up ever. No, and then you make yourself comfortable. <laughs> you don't tie them up and put but them you in. Do. You start to like explore their house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you do all the same shit, and there's no timer. Like You take however long you need. Uh, build a fire. Hang out. Um, we did do that. And <laughs> then the minute... But it's actually way less graceful. So with them, I saw, I saw the part of the playthrough where you tie them up. Eventually, it's like, oh, they get loose and they immediately know bad shit is happening because they've been tied up by guys who invaded their house, Which is weird because I want to be clear. We, mm, we, mm, we broke into their house because we needed new clothes. Yep. That was very important because we had prison clothes on. Yep. And I thought they looked good on me for sure, but I wanted a different fit. So we tied them up. We locked them in a closet. And then we did like a bunch of chores for them. We cut wood for them. Mm-hmm. We, I cleaned some dishes or we, something. We patted a, a cow. We patted a cow. Really I got their sweet. windmill thing going. I threw some chickens in the air, like doing some you did. exercise. You played the chickens. Be, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, played the chickens. The chickens it's good had for the to be egg aired. growth. Yeah. You got to air the chickens. Classic farmhand <laughs> language. I ate a plant. You tried to. You so. Oh, you did actually. No, you I did. Yeah, you can eat the plant. <laughs> there was just a moment where Patrick's character. So I go into the kitchen at one point. Like this is the things that they give you all these little toys to play with in these virtual like little dioramas. And so like I go in there and in the kitchen and I find like a jar of cookies. And I'm like, oh cool cookies. And my guy eats cookies. I'm like, oh good. You fucking the last thing you ate was like a fish you caught with a makeshift spear. Like you deserve river? a cookie. No, 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 no. This You're just is a regular river. river. Thank you. Down river. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully up, up river. Mm, hopefully up river. Up, up different river. Okay, Completely I see. Completely different, different river. detached river. That way there's no backwash gotcha. poop either. Gotcha. So we, I eat the cookie, and then like five minutes later, Patrick's in the same room, and I see out of the corner of my eye that he's in the kitchen, and he goes, I wonder if I can eat this. <laughs> this is the character. Um, no, that's the character. The character <laughs> picks something up and goes, I wonder if I can eat this. And I go like... Yeah, because it's a cookie, but then I turn and look, and he's just holding a potted plant, <laughs> and even just thinking about it cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> it's so funny, and it's not, I don't know if it's meant to be funny. I don't know what the No, I think was. it's meant, like, that character's meant to be, like, sort of a, a goof, a and, goof, and it's, yeah. it's actually one of the moments where, like, the game's uh, split screen, yes. like, that, 
The game probably didn't intend for that joke to be as funny as it came right. off to you. That was more serendipitous of our circumstances. But, like, it was a moment in which, like, the fact that the game has a split screen and you're often distracted by what you're doing and not fully paying attention to what the other character is doing. Like, that, the reason that was so funny was, be, like, explicitly because yeah. of, like, that split and the way the game is presented. And, like, right. My attention um, was not there, but it was just enough there to be to gain my attention in a way that like was so much like a misdirection like punchline on a stand-up show or like a magic show or something. You know what I mean? Like, like cut to like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is so weird. And like I am surprised that that stuff's been working for me, but it has. I'm like very eager to see what's next. Um I, I and, well, and and also uh, I will say like the um uh, like the, some of the mini, like the mini games, but like some of the mechanics that uh, involve cooperation, I thought have been actually like fairly successful. Like, uh, like when you're trying, when, when the two of you uh, are, are escaping and you are trying to get up like this really long shaft, like you go oh, back right. to back, and like it has um, this little mini game where like you're swapping between the two characters, and like this uh, like little ball is going through a half circle, and you need to tap a button in the center and it goes really fast kind of at a weird rhythm and you need to be going back and forth so you don't fall and it goes on for a little long but like for the first like two minutes like it's actually pretty clever like when we were uh, a, a, a whitewater river rafting yep, and also good. we started off uh, where we were like communicating, like, "Hey, get to this side of the boat, do this," and then it gets fast enough that you can't communicate. You just need to be, like be doing what you're doing, and it, those parts worked enough. Like, I get like this game is is bad in a lot of ways, but I have found like it is good in different ways, and I'm. It's hard to tell how much of that is like us mining for gold out of uh, out of it, or right. is it just giving us enough tools? That we're able to take it, and this is maybe related to a Sea of Thieves conversation. Is like, sure. is yeah, it providing like enough tools and verbs for the player to improv, to riff, to find fun that is uh, uh, maybe somewhat separate from like its baseline premise that it doesn't really capitalize on? Right, right. Have you all put any more Sea of Thieves time in over the over the weekend? Just streaming. I dipped back earlier. in, yeah. and I realized that I'm like, I can't do it by myself. I do need. A, I need, I need basically someone to make the decision that Patrick made um, during our our away out stream, which is like we got to get into some trouble. We got to do the, we got to do the bad thing. Because otherwise, like I'm just the player who is going to run really safe and like who isn't gonna, especially as a solo player. Sometimes I'm not gonna go try to rob some people from uh, of their shit. Like, just leave me alone. It's late. I'm tired. Like I was actually at a point where Danica was asking people to play, and I was just like. I don't think I have it in me to do to have hijinks at 10 p.m. anymore. I'm tired. I'm too tired to be a pirate. And that's like really an old man bullshit response. <laughs> but like you to make the fun in that game. Like I don't know if people follow Danica's really, really good. You should. Like if you want to see tweets. like how this like the people who are having fun with this game and to yes. see the stories. I like, just go look up Danica's uh, Twitter feed because like she has had like. I think we all, in some ways, like, why bother playing this game? Because I'm clearly not going to have as much fun as <laughs> right. happening. Right. right. Well, like, and part of that is, like, really committing to the bit and, like, really fucking going for it and finding inventive ways to screw other people over and, like, having a crew that supports you in doing that stuff. And, and also being willing to be kind of aggressive in a way, in a very piratey way, that some of the mechanics well, we talked about last week don't always line up for, for you to, to, to be that way um, or kind of resist that sort of play and, like, finding the loopholes. Uh, and it's, it's really, really cool to read about. 
and I wish I had it in. Maybe we'll play some more on stream or something, and that'll that'll give me the push I need to to be an ass to be. A, I feel like uh, maybe maybe asshole. like Danica has learned enough in right. her journeys that she can become that person for us, which is like okay, this is what we're gonna do. X, Y, Z, like, this is how we're going to, like, I mean, yep. some of the stories she's been telling about how they, her, 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 uh, her galleon will uh, constantly team, so there's like an end, there's a uh, sort of like a group event where you can go fight like high level skeletons, get the best loot, um, and it's basically impossible to do with just four people, so you do need to like group up with other people in order to make it work, and like constantly what, what she is doing is teaming up with these people to get all this loot Turning around, turning, firing away at the group they had just worked with, stealing their shit, putting it on their ship, and leaving. And like it's it, that requires a certain level, like you said, a commitment to a bit to be more aggressive in a way the right. game is not necessarily encouraging, but is obviously systemically encouraging through like w- what it is set up. Right? Like it may not right. be like the rules are saying we want you to go be a dick, but the world they've set up has left a vacuum and the vacuum is being filled by people kind of being dicks and that's fine if like what the game ends up being about like i think actually the game if the game lean starts leaning into like griefing i think it can actually start being even more interesting than what it is even if it ends up alienating some people in the process like that's that's going to happen uh, rob you had something i'm gonna let you but you've not i'm curious about what your pirate feelings on griefing no i mean but like the game leaves you a desert. Like there, like if you don't right. do this stuff, what is there to do? Like this was the problem right. I had when I was playing over this weekend. Uh, I got on a boat with um, Heather Alexandra and a couple other people um, from that same group that Danica is is playing with. But we just didn't run in anything. Like right. we we did a few missions, uh, and it's literally the same. Like go to this island, dig up a treasure, fight a skeleton guy. Sail back to harbor, deliver the goods, right. get money, sail back out. It only gets really interesting when you run into other players, and really only if there's a like whiff of paranoia and predation in that relationship, because otherwise there's just a boat on the horizon that also doesn't do anything. Uh, so like right. kind of Sea of Thieves, it's ama- it's it's really fun when like people are preparing to betray each other or hunting each other down or uh, stealing from each other. It's also, I think, maybe the only time it's really fun. Uh, And that's kind of this game's problem. Something needs to be going bad. Something needs to be going wrong for someone for the game to be fun. Which is well, it, just, it needs more conflict points, and I think right, that's well, actually what the game or, like largely lacks right now. Is like uh, players are finding them, and what hopefully what Rare is doing is like taking notes and like, okay, how do we like produce this? How do we find a way for the like most players are not Danica's crew, right? right. Most players are going to be a little so more passive. So how do we start pushing those people into situations that require them to? start engaging or, or being more creative in this way because like in the same way that like we normally in in way out or other games choose the more pacifist route like if see if these is going to be a game a little more about conflict and and aggression how do you then encourage incentivize and push players whose pre- predisposition is not in that category to start doing that i know daniel well, you mentioned tough. that you'd played this weekend like if like what was your experience with it? i just i've only just played it on stream with you guys uh but oh, i have okay. been watching a lot of videos of it and sort of okay. watching other other stories and so forth and everything with it. Uh, Charbog did a really great uh, video on it with the banana boys and just like role playing. Somebody was role playing like a dude who just ate every banana 
They put them in a right. rough spot, man. It was it was you a gotta lot. Have you got to have bananas. <laughs> the, the, That's how you heal. The one thing I was going to say uh, is that something had been tickling in the back of my mind the entire time I've been playing this game, and it was just remembering Velvet Sundown, the other game on a oh, boat, totally. where the entire fun is what you bring with you and how much you want to grief yes. other people and, and kind of have all those things. That didn't that game didn't go very far either. It didn't have very much to no. it, but, but it sure was a hell of a time if you could get go with people who are like <laughs> willing to really role play and like have a ball on the on the crappy ocean. In your in your Velvet bad sundowns, <laughs> so so good. Yeah. Uh, but like part of the the lesson there though <laughs> is that game's at its best when you're dealing with someone who's taking it very seriously, yes. and they are that character, and you are the one who is like being a goofball yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and and that to me speaks to a, a potential problem, which is like other games that do this thing where like oh the real fun is being hyper aggressive and 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 being figuring out how to like screw over other players. Games like Eve Online. They do have a huge player base of people who don't do that stuff. Like, there's a huge player base of EVE Online players who just mine for minerals and are space <laughs> They're truckers. not the goon squad. <laughs> they're not the goon squad. They're not the space pirates, right? Like, they're not there to fuck you over. Uh, the goon swarm, sorry. I don't, actually swarm, don't, know what right, the, yes, I don't even know what the current goon swarm allegiances are. <laughs> I don't know what the current... It's been a while. I've been checked out of EVE, unfortunately. Um, I know there's just the space pope is a big all, deal, but yeah, other than that, I've been pretty pretty checked out. Uh, but the the point there is that like CCP has made the game appealing for those players who are the ones who just trade goods and who are effectively providing content for the players who want to go be space pirates, right? Um, you need those players. You can't just have the Danica crew who is there to fuck things up for other players. You need other players who are willing to be fucked over <laughs> in their pursuit of other stuff. Like, to, right. to have, and especially in, in the absence of, of NPCs who are going to play that role, right? Right. Uh, and so, like, I don't know how... I don't know that I want to play the version of this game that is just the goon squad, that is just the goon storm, that is just the pirate squad that's looking to fuck me over. I do want to play the one that's the, like, Daisy style like, hey, are you cool? Like, hey, are we... Let's make a deal and see if we don't fuck each other over. And sometimes you don't, and sometimes you do. And in the process, if you don't, it's it's rewarding. It's just as rewarding to get the good thing as if you didn't, as if you do fuck them over. And that's your that's your version of the of the good time. Like, but right now there is just not a good time. If all you want to do is just like play the game as designed, you really need to dig into how do I overturn this? How do I screw somebody else over? How do I like make a daring raid on this ship as they're as they're docked and and doing a mission or whatever? it is um and that stuff all does sound there are really great stories that come out of it i'm glad i'm not on the other side of those stories if i was only being screwed <laughs> over i'd be so pissed and be like fuck this game because even when because when i get screwed over it sucks and even when i succeed even when i like running red speckled chickens from fucking island to island that's not fun like so i i hope that they figure a way to put in fun for the non danica <laughs> squad and 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 allow them to keep playing the game and and be put at risk for the real pirates and being you know? productive having making yes. making progress yes. and, and whatever that means that doesn't mean xp trees it doesn't mean skills no, like no. like there are, right. are forms of contribution and progress that are not like our traditional uh, sort of like structures for that i uh this game so uh, by and large seems to be uh like a, a pretty decent success for microsoft like it's, it's selling it's selling well the numbers are, are are really good like they had to pull the game down for several hours on saturday to all sorts of maintenance which is like if you're pulling it down on a saturday like right you know that's a pretty big risk so uh, my i read about this in my my open thread uh last week um 
uh, about like how do we judge games that have like sort of like crummy launches but that could still figure things out in the medium or even long term and that there's a lot of examples of games that have rough uh, starts that actually end up figuring it out and doing not just fine but spectacularly well you know look right. at Rain- you know Rainbow Six Siege um, as, as a prime example of that but I man I think I think Microsoft miscalculate I think they okay even if this game ends up doing well being a success like turns out just fine I think had this game not been $60, had been $30 and pitched as, do you want to make this game with us for like mm-hmm. the next five years? And said, this is essentially our version of early access, but it's AAA, it's got resources. Uh, one, a lot of the problems with the game would be a lot more forgivable. You would look at like crappy quest trees and go, well, whatever. Like it's just, you know, it's getting started. The, that stuff will figure itself out. Right. When you have a bad time, rather than necessarily walking away and being like, fuck this, this game's not for me, you might look at it as like, okay, like they're still figuring out what they're doing. And I think this game would have fundamentally or, or rather philosophically been far more interesting if it was pitched as, we're not totally sure what this is. We know we have something. Like, do you want to come help us figure out? what that actually is and like that's a really that's exciting that's inviting that's uh, like much more participatory than like what it is now which it could still end up being all those things but the actual packaging of it i think would have been far more of a success and uh enticed some like some players that i've seen that look at what danica and others are doing and being like I don't think I have the people to go have that fun, so I'm just not going to give the game a chance. Or right. I'm going to do Game Pass, bounce off it, and move on. And I just think there might have been an opportunity for Microsoft to, one, rethink how we even like talk about some of these games when they quote-unquote launch, um, and are, are going to end up hurting some players that won't be retained um, because they, just, you know, there's just not much for them to do at the moment. Right, right. Oh, we'll see how it shakes out with, with more CFCs in the coming weeks, I guess. Uh, I'm very curious because I, I hope that it, I, I hope that there is, I was funny, we talk about Far Cry 5 and like parts of the Far Cry we didn't talk about were Far Cry Arcade, which is their new like, what if there was like a level, what if there was like a Mario Maker level creator, but for Far mm-hmm. Cry um, and Wait, and for really? single player and multiplayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of neat and like, I did, not, I did not have room for it in my already way too long review, um, but, like, there is just, like, a rolling arcade of single-player, like, outposts and journeys. There are things that are, like, not even... One of the ones that Ubisoft made is, like, not even a combat level. It's just, like, a weird, spooky... It's almost like one of the Max Payne dream sequences. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, in the in the Far Cry engine... Um, uh, there's, uh, you're given like all of the assets, not all of it. You're given assets from Far Cry Four and Five and Primal, and also Assassin's Creed Unity. No, Syndicate Unity. I want to say Unity. The French one or then, the London one? I think That's the French. French one. Okay. I think Unity, yeah. and also assets from Watch Dogs Two to build levels with. Oh my god! Which is like really god. fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. I played some that were like escapes from prison that turned into like weird chase sequences. I played. Um, There's one that was really good that was like uh, like uh, a, like floating outposts inside of a flooded city. Um, and they're gonna be like I played one that was like escape from hell and i was like all right sure i loaded in and like everything was like red and smoky and terrifying and just like there was a yeti there from somewhere i don't know from where probably primal um and it was just like a very cool thing and i'm curious to see 
if we are moving, you know, Ubisoft has been doing a lot of games of service stuff over the last couple of years. Rob, I know you've dipped back into the division. Uh, I think my understanding is that Wildlands has had a lot of great post-release support. You're, you're suggesting, mm-hmm. Patrick, that like, see if these could be that model for Microsoft. And I would like to see that model like solidified a little bit and invested in from people who have from companies that have lots of money and can maybe do that right. Uh, so I'm curious to see how all of the games we've talked about today actually shake out and if they can garner that kind of support that can make them something special, you know, six months down the line. Um, I think we will, we'll have to see. Um, okay. Any other, any other last thoughts on anything we've, we've talked on today? I had one question, but I actually think we answered it already. It was a Far Cry question. I think we've I think we've weighed in uh, enough at this point. Uh, so let's go. To, let's talk about what what what's going on. Would y'all have any any ador- endorsements? I don't want to take the fucking uh, important if true endorsement term. I, we have to figure out what our own waypointy term is for this. But for today, Please help Marker. us. If you, ha- yeah, if you, if, have. Yeah, if you have ideas, I'll just know in the comments in the in the form thread. Um, did you have a suggestion, Danny? What was I your said suggestion? Map marker. What's your, your map marker? Put down your what's, your what's your waypoint for this week? That you're working on. Thank you. What's yours? Okay, uh, so this weekend I played the Battlestar Galactica board game, and it was oh, hell yeah. a hell of a time. The humans won. I won. I did not expect to win. Everybody told me the whole time. Why should I believe you're a human? Wait a second. Wait a second. I was Let's a human. Slow down I exposed the Cylon, but I was the sympathizer. So, okay. All right. Can you yes. explain what this game, how sort this game of. works, and like what are the so issues So in this game, there are humans, there are Cylons, and there it's a board game, tabletop uh, game. Uh, there are there's the human faction, of course. There's usually a hidden Cylon. I played with four people, so there was only one Cylon, and everybody okay. kind of starts the game uh, going after objectives of like you need to survive. There's a few different win conditions. We were going for the jump condition. You you jump the ship however many times to actually win. Now the Cylon okay. will be doing or Cylons in a larger uh, a game with more players, will be trying to go along with things and then sort of secretly sabotage things until which point they are revealed and then they can do more outright uh, disastrous things to hinder the humans from winning. So you're like doing stuff around the ship, basically? You're repairing on things turn, on the ship or, or you're doing like gotcha. combat. You're a pilot doing combat with a, you cool. know Cylon ships, things like that. So there's a lot going on and everybody kind of has the role. I was Tyrell. I was the engineer. So I was fixing things around the ship, of course. Uh, right. My girlfriend, right. was, of course, was Starbuck. And so she was like, you know, flying uh, around. And, and she, you know, I wanted to be Starbuck, but she had a higher role on the dice. So, you know, so it goes. So it goes. You got to do what yeah. you got to do. Right. Sometimes the dice shake out that way. We almost lost within um, the first like forty five minutes. We almost were, we had a Cylon boarding party. There's a mechanic for a boarding party, and we were at like the very last step before we finally shot the Cylons off. So we almost lost like really quickly, and then we played like a six hour game where the humans won. So I like how it's like we almost lost really quickly, almost an hour of playing. Like, ooh, <laughs> oh just, yeah, like, super fast. I, I, when you say super fast. Dad Patrick's like, shit, like, first five, five minutes. minutes? How is that even possible? It's like, no, 45 minutes into a six-hour game. Dad Patrick does not okay. have time to play meaty board games. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And this is the first no, game I, like I, this I've played in years. Like, years and years. I've heard amazing yeah. things about this yeah. game over the years. That it actually, uh, yeah. it's always been uh, pitched to me as, like, a... As someone that, like, I'm not against board games. It's always just the time investment has thrown thrown me off. Um, but it's been one... I've always heard it's, like, a, a good entry-level board game. This is comprehensible um, if you have the right to guy. me, and I, I also I very rarely play board games. And when I do, when I do go to like a board game night, I gravitate towards the like funny, 
role-playing games that are like the dirty hippie role-playing games where all you do is just play a character, not like you you have sure. stat sheets or anything like that. It's just, oh, Werewolf be funny. Exactly. Like, like, do funny things yeah, yeah. or do subterfuge with other people. Like, I don't need to learn right. anything to do Coup that. And I resistance just, and... Yeah. Which is like, this game is has that element, it obviously, does. because one player was is the silent. Yeah, and there's, um, it's certainly like more rules-heavy than... You know, playing like Monopoly or something, but it it's worthwhile and it was comprehensible to me within a turn or two how everything shakes sure. out. So yeah, I think it is actually fairly accessible for this type of thing. It it sure is a time commitment, but it's one of those things that like I can see myself playing this again at some point and really enjoying it and really just having a good time. It's also just a great like yeah, that's an afternoon you're spending with your friends anyway, kind of right. thing. Like if they're right. into board games, like it's. It sure is a good way to spend time. So that's my endorsement slash uh, project slash uh, prepper stash. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Rob, besides nodding along in such a way that I, I wonder maybe if you're a Cylon, perhaps. <laughs> I've had some experiences aboard the Galactica. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I, I would play that game again. Really? Yeah. Wait. Just like bad experiences? Not bad. I mean, it was memorable. <laughs> Uh, okay. But if you've, like, it was two friends who'd known each other for years who began introducing out-of-game arguments oh, no. to make the case for each other as Cylons. No. Um, and it got weird and heated uh, and super memorable and amazing, but also uncomfortable. Uh, well... Fair. Okay. And that's coming from someone who was like a subterfuge vet, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this definitely had... Like, it left some of the taste that subterfuge sometimes leaves in your mouth. Uh, in terms of endorsements, uh, boy, since reading Cam's thing about it uh, the other the other week, I've been super into Northgard. Oh. Uh, oh, cool. Which is a really interesting, like, RTS uh, settlement manager uh, kind of game. And I think it's one of those games that's really worth looking at because your traditional RTS model is kind of broken in a lot of ways. Or it's not broken, but like it's played out for a lot of players. I think a lot of people find those games a little bit less interesting uh, than, mm. than they once did. That uh, genre isn't quite in decline, but it is maybe in a bit. It's, it's just a little bit stagnant unless you're uh, you know a major franchise like Company of Heroes or uh, you know we'll see Age of Empires four. Uh, but um, what this is doing is it's it really is an RTS that plays a lot more like a board game. Uh, it's got very simple like resource balancing uh, math behind it, but the idea is you're a little settlement of Vikings uh, that you know lands on an island with other little Viking clans, and all you can work and harvest is in this one like tile, this home tile. And the uh, the island is composed of uh, several uh, of lots of little tiles. Some have uh, extra rich forests on them. Some have little fishing holes. Uh, but your people need to feed. Uh, they, they, they need um, they need food. They need uh, wood in the winter. Winter rolls in. Uh, food consumption, like food production, falls to nil. Uh, right, you wood, can't farm. You can't yeah. do much in the winter. Right, but people burn wood. Uh, so you got to stockpile for winter. Uh, but in the context of this, you also need to fight, you know, your uh, various Northrendy-style monsters, uh, fallen Valkyries, uh, you know, frost giants, other Vikings. Uh, it's all super manageable and comprehensible and unfolds at a pretty gentle pace. Like, this is a game where you're actually okay just watching it run 
for a few minutes to figure out your next move because the the one thing you can really do to destroy yourself is um overexpand and gotcha. like if you like if you're like oh man if only i had more vikings to do more jobs i could really make this economy boom and you do that just pour winter rolls in and then you realize like oh we're going to starve mouths. right yeah. right and right. you just do that uh that's it's it's really cool and it forces a lot of these really uh hard clear choices on you uh that you have to manage so cool. i am super into it i think it's a direct it's an example of like the other directions rts gaming can go and uh, I right, think there's a lot right. worth playing on its own i think there's a lot there that suggests other game other games you can make out of it that's exciting I'm curious about that Patrick. after into the breach uh, stops yeah, I'm going to keep you walking down the, the strategy path. <laughs> I think I might actually be a, a secret closet strategy person. Uh, between Into the Breach and Mario plus Rabbids, yes, absolutely. There's a point which it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> yeah. You put Mario Rabbids above Mario Odyssey on your list yeah. last year very publicly. <laughs> Patrick, how about you? Do you have anything to recommend to us in the I'm world? I recommend... Uh, not watching the season finale of the X Files and oh, no. watching everything up till the second to the penultimate episode, uh, penultimate episode uh, is actually like the X Files uh, is a story. Uh, a uh, mm, it's a television show I have a long history with. What's it? Uh, it was like my show as a kid, like like at one hundred percent, like the kid I or the, the the show I was obsessed with as a child was the X-Files, um, uh, like I was really into aliens and, and monsters and things like that. And, uh, you know, was it super excited when they decided to bring it back and the, the collection of stories they told in the, the first season of the, the revival from about two years ago was had a couple of standouts, but was largely forgettable and right. like, falls into it. It fell into like a really uh, repeatable pantheon of, of, of was, you bring back this show. Ah, you probably shouldn't have. Um, they did it again because it was a financial success, and they actually sort of found their, their groove in a, a number of episodes. They brought in a lot of outside writers, um, and uh, there's a, a handful of like not A level X Files episodes, but I would say like B minus B, like in the kind of like yeah, this was worth watching and like revisiting. And they like they can they put it in a context of like what Mulder and Scully would be like as humans and as characters, um, like you know twenty years removed from from what they were doing. Um, and uh, you know I, I think of X Files in the same way I think of Lost and like shows that had uh you know X-Files <laughs> X-Files invented the concept of like an overarching mythology and like Lost was the show that sort of like picked up that baton in the modern context in both the frustrating and uh, uh really pleasurable ways mm-hmm. um and like ultimately with shows mythologies work in shows because you like the characters in them right like the mythology only works because it's stacked upon characters you like like the reason right. you care about the you know Mulder sister in the X-Files and Aliens is because you care about Mulder um, and you know Lost functioned uh, similarly, and uh, <laughs> I thought I thought that Lost like ended well in the sense that it brought the character arcs to a close. I'm not going to defend all the mythology choices that they made, but like the characters and where they arrive at, I think was deeply satisfying. Um, and X Files never had that chance because it just sort of sputtered out. It didn't have like a broadly defined conclusion that they could work towards, um, and. Uh, it seemed like maybe there was a, an opportunity for a course correction in the revival. Um, and the second batch of episodes, like the second to last episode, which is not written by Chris Carter, the creator of the X-Files, which is important because he's oh. bad and like lost, okay. lost the plot on this series. Um, for, I did not realize time. that. Um, and the second to last episode is a very like personal, emotional episode about the characters in which like the final scene between them should have just been the series finale because it was about – 
bringing those characters and their emotional journey to uh, a very logical conclusion and it was like very touching and poignant and it's like 100% fucking ruined by uh, the final episode which Jillian Anderson was trolling on Twitter go and look up like one of her most recent (laughs) tweets is her just nodding putting a gift that is uh, Agent Scully nodding and her in the tweet saying like I know I know I know because like Chris Uh, Carter has like real problems with like how he handles like uh, women characters and like he basically is constantly used like pregnancy and to manipulate the plot blah, blah, blah. anyway i don't need to go down that's for the x-files that's podcast. literally the first thing um, that happens in the the, the the comeback of the show was like what if we yeah. had another creepy pregnancy pregnancy oh is god. terrifying and, in the world of the x-files yeah. god so in the world of chris carter's yep. life apparently yeah and so i like it it was uh the, the whole revival uh and to, to bring this to a close uh, like justified his existence by a conversation that happens um and i'm pretty sure that episode was written by a woman which like maybe not a surprise that they found mm-hmm. a way to thread the needle on scully's mm-hmm. like emotional arc as a as a mother and a, uh in her career uh in that um because if you don't watch the final episode, you'll actually feel like, oh, they closed the book really well on these characters. And then you watch the final episode, and it's like, nah, like they just actually shredded the book and lit it on fire. <laughs> and it's a, it's a bummer. Sh- so. Not to prolong uh, this segment, but man, man, no, did I ever, did I ever feel the same way? Like, uh, obviously, Battlestar Galactica. Playing the board game again this weekend brought back all my feelings mm. about that finale and how I wished I had just watched the second to last episode. So it's, it's highly relevant. Sometimes those penultimates are better. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to end things. Um, I know. I think you. I think a lot of creators get in their heads and then they and, like, take overthink a poop it on the they, thing that they made that was beautiful. They take a yes. big shit in their in their beautiful punch bowl. That's where the yes. poop goes. Now, now we, know. we know. Now we know. That's right. It went on to the, the finales of our beloved shows. Uh, I have a music recommendation um, because because I was joined in my writing of the Far Cry Five review by by musician Phil Elverum, um, who is a a a fantastic uh, songwriter and and musician who does kind of a range of things. I would say like very broadly, I would say like indie. Uh, lo-fi um kind of came into into prominence in the kind of college radio scene in the early 2000s with a band called the microphones uh then went on to form mount erie and i was i've been listening to a lot of the glow part two which is a fantastic album if you like if you're ever interested in like hey uh, you know i like if you like like sonic youth or if you like yes um you know, I think Sonic Youth is probably the easiest touchstone there. Like, because like otherwise, I'm talking about pavement, and no one knows who the fuck pavement is either. Oh, I think that's different these days. I think most people know who pavement is these days. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, maybe, probably is at least maybe, heard of pavement. maybe. If you like pavement, you should be listening. You should at least listen to some Phil Elverum. Yeah, the music. Glow Part Two is an exceptional album. It's so good, and I was listening to it all last night. And if you if you like that and want to hear more, that the thing that I'll note is now only, which is the the ninth album from Mount Erie, uh, and the follow up to um, uh, a. Crow looked at me came out recently. A crow looked at me was the album that I, I talked about a lot last year. That was about um, Phil kind of dealing with the death of his wife from cancer soon after the birth of their child. Mm-hmm. Or not that, not soon after, but you know, their yeah. child was a few years old. Um, uh, like kind of suddenly, and and or, or maybe not not like overnight suddenly, but with a speed. Um, and it's been listening to now only the follow up to that album is really interesting because. That first, that last album that he put out was so sparse and desperate and like 
absent of songwriting. Like there's a lot on on a crow look to me. There there are obviously motifs and like choruses here and there and 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 things that are that are you know, references to his older music and stuff like that. But everything is so minimal and so sparse and so empty. And you can ne- you can hear that he hates the idea of being clever as a songwriter that he's like resisting flair he's resisting flourish and in now only which is again an album about dealing with this and coming to terms with it it's only like six songs long um he he lets himself have the hook again like he lets himself write a chorus that's catchy and yes it's still a chorus about how people die all the time but like it's it is somehow it is somehow uplifting to hear him come back into his craft. Uh, and that has been, has been really fulfilling uh, to, to listen to. So again, the, the name of that album is now only. And if you want to get into his music in general, I also recommend uh, the glow, the glow part two, which is just like an exceptional record. Uh, and if you want to hear Mount Erie stuff, I think for me, probably clear moon or, or Wind's Poem are probably my, my entry points, but Clear Moon is probably my favorite. Uh, so those are my, my musical recommendations uh, today. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I think it's going to do it for all of us. Oh, and here's another musical re- recommendation. Shout-outs to yeah. Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. <laughs> Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can follow Patrick at... Patrick Klappick, oh, I'm guessing. At Patrick Klappick. Okay, Rob Zachney at, at Rob Zachney. Danielle. And Danielle Arai. There it is. Follow everything Waypoint does. Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice. Waypoint.vice.com. Come read my Far Cry review. I put a lot of work <laughs> into it. I pulled an all-nighter. I did one of those because it was a very busy week last week. So so please support us over at Waypoint by going to Waypoint.vice.com. It's going to do it for us today. Oh, before we go, uh, quickly, we uh, we actually have a panel at PAX East. I don't know the details offhand. I'm going to look them up. I'm looking it up. I'm going to keep stalling. It's going to be a great panel. We're going to talk about things. We're going to ask for questions. Have a question bucket. Uh, Here it is. I found it. It's at the Bumblebee Theater on Saturday, uh, uh, April 7th. uh, The Bumblebee Theater from 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Um, I'm going to read the description that Patrick wrote. (laughs) This description for Waypoint Radio Live was written at the start of 2018, and given the way things are going, who knows what things will be like by the time we host this panel. What's up with North Korea? Was Detroit become human a good video game? Is Dan- is Danielle somehow still playing Prey? Join Patrick Klepek, Austin Walker, Rob Zachney, Danica Harrod, and Danielle Riendo for an in-person recording of Waypoint Radio. We may not have many answers, but we will talk for an hour or so. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> good enough. Accurate. Good enough, I say. So yeah, come join us for that again at PAX East uh, on April 7th from 2.30 to 3.30 at the Bumblebee Theater. Danielle, take us out of this fucking haunted podcast. <laughs> be good and be good at it. Peggy's. God damn it. <laughs>
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.